Radio Film School is sponsored in part by Song Freedom. If you want to find high-quality music to use in your productions at a rate that won't break your budget, hop on over to songfreedom.com radio, and you'll get a standard gold-level license worth $30. We're also sponsored by Muse Storytelling by Still Motion. This is the process that has helped Still Motion go from shooting weddings to shooting the Super Bowl to winning five Emmys. Go to learnstory.org and use the offer code RADIO to save $47 off their lifetime access. Hmm? Ah! Oh. Welcome to Radio Film School Shortens. These are many documentary episodes about all things cinema to hold you over until the next episode of the main series, A Filmmaker's Journey. If you want to know the origin of the term short ends, check the website. Enjoy. A few weeks ago, I had a Skype session with show regulars JD and Yolanda Cochran to discuss their feedback on a draft version of my documentary short, Little Mixed Sunshine. It's the first in my Mix in America series about biracial people. We've been following the progress of my production on that short film series over the season of this podcast. After what was already a 90-minute conversation, just as I was wrapping up to go... I've now listened to both of your best of, and mm -hmm. um, something in it sparked me to want to respond. And oh, I, yeah. I decided that I was going to leave you a voicemail to do so so <laughs> i'll leave you a voicemail and let you know my opinion tell me now yeah what's up i want to know well first of all uh, first i want to gather my thoughts yeah, you can't say something like that <laughs> i know <laughs> so what's about? i have this well, big thing i want to tell you you change your uh, life i think uh first of all you need to cut jd from the show he brings <laughs> the show down you don't need comic relief in the show Is it the kind of thing that you can tell me quick and then we can think about it and come back to it? Or is it the kind of thing like I'm going to want to talk about it longer? <laughs> You'll definitely want to talk about it longer, yeah. which is why I was like... All right, just give me like the Reader's Digest. Okay, so essentially, um, it harkens back to your women in film. Yes. And, you know, um, that whole topic. Yes. You were coming off of a discussion with, unfortunately, I'm forgetting the woman's name, uh -huh. but I, it was a three-name a three name. name. <laughs> she said, you know what, I'm glad you did ask the question, et cetera, right. et cetera. And then you sum it up, and you talk about, you know, women and quote-unquote what, what women should or could be doing. Mm-hmm. And your last point was... <laughs> They should think and act like men. Think and behave like men. Right. Church. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... You have a comment about that. I took issue and reject that comment. Although huh? I understand, I think, I, think it needs to, I think it needs to be rephrased. All right, let me stop right there. Before we continue, for the benefit of those of you who might not have heard the original Women in Film series to which Yolanda is referring, here's a short montage of clips from that episode. In part of this montage, you'll hear clips from the Hollywood Reporter's roundtable discussion with the heads of the top studios, and you'll also hear an excerpt from the TED Radio Hours interview with Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg. They were both part of that original episode that I had done. So... Previously on Radio Film School. Here's another clip from that TED Radio Hour episode with Sheryl Sandberg. This part of the episode is a clip from her 2010 TED Talk. 
Women systematically underestimate their own abilities. Men attribute their success to themselves, and women attribute it to other external factors. If you ask men why they did a good job, they'll say, "I'm awesome." If you ask, <laughs> obviously, why are you even asking? If you and ask, so I think it's important that we acknowledge that. Whatever little work we do is good, and it's making progress. And together, I mean, I do think what you were saying, we have to help each other. That is such a key thing. I think definitely um, women don't believe in themselves a lot of times, I feel like. And in this part of the conversation, Langley is addressing this issue of mentorship. Uh, I actually do a lot of mentoring with college students, with Big Brothers Big Sisters, mm -hmm. and also overseas as well. I'm on the board of Vital Voices, and it's a mentorship capacity that I hold there. And, and there was a great thing on the internet about how women would say great quotes if asked. You know, so instead of um, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, the woman's version would be, you know. I have this idea, and I'm not sure if I should bring it up in this meeting. But it seems that if we all pitched in, we could do a lot for the country. Who am I to be the authority on women in filmmaking? You know,、mm -hmm. uh, you know, I questioned it for a second.、Uh -huh. I think it was Ingrid Kopp, who's from the Tribeca Film Institute, on our show, and she does, and she said that、uh, she, as a curator, was trying to get women to be speakers at this event she's having, and she's always curating events, and and. It's the same as you. Like you know, these women are like, no, you know, I don't really feel like I'm the person to be the authority on this. But like, the man always says yes to her, to to being the authority on it. So, based on what you just heard at the end of that episode. I summed up the moral of the story like this. So, my fellow filmmaking friends, what have we learned? One, women need to seek out mentors, whether they be men or women, to guide them where they want to go. Two, women in the position to do so should seek to be mentors to other women. And three, for lack of a better term, and I hope this doesn't come across wrong, but Women need to act and think like men. It feels weird even saying that. I know, but tell me, what do you think? Well, I included that last part of this episode in my recent best of series, so that's what Yolanda was referring to earlier. So, with that in mind, let's now return to my discussion with Yolanda and her feelings about my comment. I'm Ron Dawson, and this is Radio Film School Short Ends, a Women in Film series update. What it harkens back to is basically this whole phenomenon、mm -hmm. of women not seeing themselves in a certain light, whereas men tend to to see themselves、mm -hmm. in a better light naturally. Right, and so. I think it is better to encourage girls and women to have a、uh, different view of themselves as opposed to "quote unquote" act and behave like men. And, and I say that for this reason:、mm -hmm. it goes back to something that JD and I have had this conversation over the years, particularly where when I've been in a position to, you know, have the chance for either promotion or raise or both. Right and 
he's often coached me about how men approach those situations and what he's observed about men being able to do better in those situations because of how they behave and the things that they say in those situations as opposed to what women do. And a very big vehement argument that I have always said to him, even Mm -hmm. though I don't necessarily fully disagree with what he's saying, is why is the impetus on me as a woman to have to fight for something that I've already earned and have to make a case to someone for something that I've already earned. And I, and, and what I've said is I, as a woman in management, have an entirely different approach. Those right. individuals who have worked themselves and done all of these things to better me and my professional aims and goals and, and things that I'm trying to do, I naturally then go and fight for them to get them what they deserve without them having to ask me. So why am I then put in a position to have to fight for myself to have someone give me something that I've already earned? And that is something that is very male. Mm -hmm. And to say, you know, women should act. Wait, stop. Careful. Careful. Let me finish. No, say it. To say to a woman, what you should be doing is acting and behaving like a man is to basically say there is something wrong with this equation. So instead of correcting what is not partial and what is not in the vein of the right uh, of, you know, being, you know, parody, Mm -hmm. what the person who needs to correct themselves is the person who's not the one doing the wrong thing. (laughs) You're right. Instead of saying, we need to create a scenario in which this isn't happening. Can I respond? Absolutely. Excellent question. And it's funny you brought it up because when I was when I was recording or not recording, but when I was adding that segment to the best of episode, I was thinking about that comment again and when I was listening to it, you know, I was like, Oh wow, that's it's kind of a provocative statement. But I have two answers to that. Um one with that, you know, the original episode that that excerpt played in earlier in that episode one you know in fact Elaine um Sheldon was commenting how one of the women that she uh a good friend of hers works for AP and she's yeah. um instead she would go into meetings and, and right and we, act we like say, I'm going to say exactly what I think a man would say in this exactly. situation. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. she specifically said, I'm going to act like a white man. Exactly. And yeah. this woman, totally. it was a black I woman. Know. I know. And so um, that- There's actually bags on sale <laughs> online on eBay of, you know, behave like a mediocre white man or something, <laughs> right, like, right, or something right. like that. I can't remember. Right. So in the context of the original episode, I was summarizing the points that were kind of made earlier like one you need to find you know what do we need to do to find parity for women one um women need to find mentors two women who are in a position to do so should be mentors and three women um you know basically should act the way men do because earlier in that original episode (laughs) and then put a rim shot after that one (laughs) (laughs) Um, because earlier in that episode you know you heard from um the ceo of facebook 
Um, yeah. um, from her TEDx talk, I took a sample from that, and she was talking about how men react to certain things. So there was all these examples of how men respond to certain situations versus how women do. Um, and so in answer to your question, just to be blunt and frank, that's the world we live in. So, yeah. And, and I get it. And, I, and again, like right. I say, like, what I think needs to happen is because I'm not taking myself – I'm not removing myself from responsibility of if – by chance, you know, I was in a position of being quote unquote underpaid or, you know, under, you know, under titled, mm-hmm. you know, I certainly should, I, I bear some responsibility to speak up for myself and to say, here's what I find acceptable and here's what I will work for, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. <clears throat> and as the case may be, and you know, you can argue it or whatever, men tend to be better at viewing themselves that way and speaking that way. And so that's great. And I very much feel like women do need to be better at that. And so that's do, all I'm saying. It, it, yes, I know. But that doesn't mean we need to act and behave like men. It just means right. that men might be more naturally predisposed because of social conditioning to do that. Right. So I think what you said earlier is probably... Because when I say when I was saying they need to act think like men or they need to act like men, it, obviously I don't mean you need to go around like scratching yourself and saying crude jokes and acting the way men. No, do. and I and, know, but, right. but also by saying it, that's that's devaluing and saying acting behaving like women is basically not going to let you. That's going to mean you're not going to be as successful. I, <laughs> so well, I, I, I this may be provocative again, but. That's the world we live in. I mean, the men who are getting ahead. I understand that, but that does that mean that the world we live in is right and that we shouldn't be striving to make changes about that? Because here's another thing. But I, no, here's but, a stat I've heard as like, well. It's like here's the reason why we had a firm. Ron has to go. Okay, Ron, here's, think about wait, it, and then, no, and then here, you could take it. Let me just it make this last, it's last a new point. Podcast. It's a stat that <laughs> I, I have recently have been made aware of, and i got to get exactly what it is. Right. But it's something to the along the lines that Companies run and or managed from a high level by women tend to be more successful than those that are by men. Oh, and I agree. By successful, I mean profitable and you know uh, employee satisfaction and all of those things. And so, why shouldn't men be acting and behaving like women? You're 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 right. And so, I think maybe a better way of phrasing it is: in the right situation, women should act like men. No, women should come in and say with confidence, here's what I need, and I'm not accepting anything less. But that's what men do. That's the point. I know, but that should just be what people do. But, but, that, but if – Like acting but, like men. Women should, women should be conditioned to have that predisposition as opposed to say, oh, they should act like men. Sure, sure. But even going back to Sheryl uh, Sandberg's comment, you know, the CEO of Facebook, she was making the point that – Women don't do that. And even in that com- earlier in that conversation, I don't remember her name offhand, but she was one of the female CEOs of one of the studios, was commenting on how, um, you know, if a woman were to say, you know, she was talking about the speech, you know, um, ask not what you can do for yourself, ask what you can do for your country, you know, that famous speech. And the right. woman, and early in the episode, the woman, executive of the studio was saying, you know, if a woman were to say that, she would say something like, well, I kind of have this idea. And people were laughing at it because there's truth to that. And so I hear what you're saying, but the point is 
men do approach certain things a certain way. I, mean, I agree, Rob, but what I'm saying is the, there's a reason that women right, but what you're say talking it about, that way, and that's because of how they're... They're how they're raised, how they're raised. How they're ra- yes. So right. I think so they, until that I, changes, instead of saying instead of saying they need to be like men, I think we need to say women need to be socially conditioned differently, and they need to I be see. raised differently. But I think they were saying that in that episode. Yeah, in that in the original episode no, that I was know. addressed. You're right. Man, hey, but she just the- want to argue. What she no, need no, to do no, is act like a man and just chill out <laughs> and not be all high strung all of a sudden. No, I'm tired of all this male bashing. Well, uh, so I think we have another episode and record it, and we will revisit this as a follow-up. So. Dude, man, you know what would be just delicious? Okay, what? Is if we could get the women of the click. Oh, the talk? It's gonna no, be like, that wouldn't be delicious. Is no. it like, it's going to be like that. Cackling and- no, it would be great. Like- is it going to be like that scene in... Uh- well, you would have that scene in Jungle I, Fever I where this. all the sisters yeah. are around talking. About- You'd have a lot of sisters that like black women that are working in the industry. Yeah, that- I like the idea. Yeah. Race and and uh, sex. Uh, yo, let's talk about that later. Gender, race and gender. Let's. Uh, I actually really like that idea. But I just be wondering what kind of man are you? What kind of man are you? What kind of man are you? As of this recording, Yolanda and I are working on getting her female friends from the clique to gather around and hash this topic out. The clique is a group of about two dozen or so of JD and Yolanda's USC film school friends who are all in varying careers in Hollywood. Everything from actors in the Marvel Universe to movie and television producers to HBO showrunners. Getting them all together in a single room to discuss this topic would be an amazing sequel to the Women in Film panel I conducted last fall here in Seattle. I'm hoping we can pull it off. So be sure to stay tuned to the show to find out. In the meantime, I'd really like to know what you think about all of this. I'm going to kick off a discussion on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash radiofilmschool. Should women act and think like men? Or should we put more effort into changing the societal norms so that this question in and of itself becomes moot? Let's hear what you think. Radio Film School is a production of Dare Dreamer FM, and we're part of the Podcastica Network, an indie label of 10 great podcasts primarily devoted to pop culture television and media. If you're a fan of AMC's Walking Dead, you'll want to check out this week's episode of The Walking Dead Cast, one of, if not the most popular podcasts about that show. If you're a sci-fi fan, however, check out the latest sci-fi movie podcast as the hosts of that show share their top five movie robots and get into some geeky discussion about robots versus androids versus cyborgs. Here's a clip. Cyborgs is a, a blending of technology with biology. But I think the key uh, definition for this is that in, in, a real, in a true cyborg, neither can exist without the other. Neither can ex- – okay, so you're saying that there's a mechanical component – and then there's an electronic or a, a mechanical... Uh, no, a mechanical component and a biological component. So I'm going to give you the example of the Terminator. Okay. There's a mechanical component in the endoskeleton and a flesh component, but I actually don't consider it a cyborg. I don't either. 
I think it's a robot because when you take away the flesh and the biological component, it's still a fully functioning robot. Now that makes sense. Okay, because I was yes. thinking about that today, as I do, thinking, okay, Terminator, cyborg or robot? And really, in in the instances that we see the Terminator, in some of the dream sequences, we see the Terminators, Terminators without the skin. Exactly. We've we've seen it. We've seen a lot of Terminators actually without yeah. without any any skin. So I'm I'm not willing to call them. Uh, cyborgs, I think they're robots. I think a good example of a cyborg are the Borg from Star Trek, who yes. cannot exist without their... Just head on over to podcastica.com for a cornucopia of podcasting goodness. As always, huge thanks to our show sponsors, Song Freedom and Muse Storytelling. Head on over to songfreedom.com slash radio and you'll get a standard gold level license for $30. If you go to the Muse Storytelling site at learnstory.org, then sign up for their new How to Conduct Remarkable Interviews course. The first 50 people who sign up and use the offer code INTERVIEW will save $48 and pay only 99 bucks. That's learnstory.org. I want to thank all of you who left a rating and review on iTunes for our show. If you haven't yet and you genuinely enjoy the show, now is the best time to leave the review. Like, right now. Like, you can turn off this podcast, go to iTunes, and write up a review of our show. You can follow me on Twitter at FM, and you can follow the show at Radio Film School. That's it for this week. Remember, if the story sucks, I don't care what you shot it with or cut it on. Hi there. That was Norwegian for goodbye, by the way. Trying out different languages just to connect with my international fan base. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.